Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we are speaking with Esther Meckler. She is a repeat visitor to the Community Cats podcast, and if you're interested in finding out about how Esther got involved in animal welfare and her passion for cats, feel free to check out our episode number 45, way back when. This is going to be episode 215, so feel free to check out episode number 45 and find out more about Esther there. But today, we are going to be talking with Esther, who is the founder of Marion's Dream, about a campaign called Feline Fix by Five. So, Esther, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you very much, Stacy. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm just thrilled to have you on the show today. I just think this is absolutely fantastic and phenomenal news that you have to share with us. And I'm wondering if you can first share with us the, the details. What specifically is the Feline 6 by 5 campaign? Well, what it is is a sort of a revolution, I think, in how we deal with the problem of overpopulation of cats. Uh, over the years, I ran a, a toll-free hotline for spay-neuter uh, services, and one of the problems that cropped up repeatedly was that people would say, well, my vet won't fix my cat until she's six months old or until he's six months old. Mm-hmm. And it took a little while for me to put the pieces together, but in time, you know, I was very busy doing the affordable, accessible spay-neuter, and I wasn't thinking enough about timeliness. But it then occurred to me, thanks in part to Peter Marsh and thanks in part to the Ipso study, uh, that the reason we were having so many cats was that they weren't getting fixed before they were six months old. And that needed to change. Without that change, we will be forever cleaning up the, the problems and not getting to the solution. So the the whole point was, if we can get people to fix their cats even one month earlier, that will take care of a good deal of the problem. We also had the problem that the veterinarians were not clear. They were not sending the same message. Many were saying, wait till she's six months old, and then others were doing it at eight weeks. So we had to work on clarity of the message, and that's what this campaign is all about. That's great. So the message that, that you're trying to get out is not only in the sheltering world, I mean, we've talked about what we've referenced as being pediatric spay-neuter in the sheltering world mm-hmm. for, for quite a long time. I think just since the early, late 80s, early 90s, yes, we've all mm-hmm. had a desire to be able to spay-neuter the kittens that we're placing before they actually get adopted. And, and hopefully all across the country, all of our shelters should be doing that. I don't think oh, that yeah. they all are, but hopefully, <laughs> you know, across the country that should be happening. But you're talking about people who source their kittens maybe from other places um, yeah. too, that I as an owner of a kitten should be looking to get my kitten spayed or neutered at, at five months at, at the latest. 
Right. It's so interesting that as as early as 1993, the AVMA did say that shelter cats could be fixed at the age of eight weeks. So they were on board with this, but it was largely the shelter vet community that embraced this 20 years ago. I mean, they've been on board for a long time, but exactly, it's the private vets and just general public that never got the message. And we realized that when we saw that Ipso study, it was a marketing company that did this study for PetSmart Charities in 2009. And the finding was, if you look at the chart there, that 75% of the people they surveyed did not either didn't know when to fix their cats or they thought it was after six months. And then we realized that's the problem right there. And it was an interesting thing because uh, you could say, well, all cats should be fixed at two months. But the veterinarians would not go for that. There are too many of the veterinarians that would, would say that's too early. So what we determined was what's the tipping point? What's the age at which we think we can get the veterinarians to agree and that would be effective? And that seemed to be five by five months. That's the word we chose very carefully, by five months, mm-hmm. because the veterinarians saw that as only four weeks earlier. And it was it was sort of a tipping point. It was a point at which if most people fix their cats by five months, then we wouldn't have the problem of unwanted litters anymore. And, you know, for, for folks that are listening to the show and may not be really aware of what the greatest impact on shelters are, it really is the kittens that are one of the largest financial and resource-oriented impacts in the community as well as in the shelter. I mean, kittens, community kittens, feral kittens that are out on the streets, they tend to be hit by cars more than, you know, the more traditional sort of older community cat, um, mm-hmm. as well as in the shelters, litters and litters are mm-hmm. are brought in and, you know, the shelters can't handle that that load and, and the volume and then tough decisions are, are made at that point in time. So by eliminating the, the unnecessary birth of those kittens by spaying and neutering early, any guess on the percentage of cats that, you know, aren't going to be produced in those shelters or what's the measure on the impact oh, of those shelters? It's tough to say. We we just know that we, we used to call it the kitty tsunami twice a year, you know, in May <laughs> and again, late August, September. And one of the things that always bothered me about that is it, I don't really know exactly the percentages, but uh, a lot of times some of those older cats were passed over because the kittens were there and per- perhaps cats that were I don't know, a year or two old or five years old might have found a home, but when the kitten's right next to it, people would pick the kitten. So I think it saves lives and prevents suffering in many ways if we just eliminated the unwanted ones. There'll always be kittens around, but our goal is to get that number down to where it balances, like a seesaw, I always think of it, supply and demand. The fewer there are, the more uh, the shelters will have a choice of who to give those kittens to. You know, if you have way more kittens than homes, then they'll go to anybody. And that's always been a concern of mine. Uh, If you have not enough kittens to go around, then they can be very picky about who gets those kittens. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the way it should be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when did Feline 6x5, when did this campaign start? This started, it's hard for me to remember exactly, but I'm thinking it was soon after 2010. So it's been around for about six or seven years. And the funny thing was we had many names over the time. We had, uh, we call it First Five Saves Lives, 
and then we called it Beat the Heat, and then we call it Tricks by Five. Around 2014, we changed the name to just felines because there was a study in Davis, California, about some large breed dogs that had some problems in later life if they were fixed early. So we made an executive decision at that point to just focus on the felines. After mm-hmm. all, the felines were in far more trouble, you know, by having too many than the dogs, you know, the bigger mm-hmm. surplus of felines and canines. So we that's when we changed the name completely to Fix by Five, and then uh, Feline Fix by Five is the final name. We're not going to change it anymore now. <laughs> we have our right, right, right. Now. Well, it sounds like mm-hmm. it's a, a fantastic campaign, and I yeah. was looking on the the website. You have mm-hmm. an incredible list of endorsers. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad like got AVMA, American Animal Hospital Association, Association of Shelter Veterinarians, American Association of Feline Practitioners, American Humane Association, ASPCA, Cat Fanciers Association, Catalyst Council, HSUS, mm-hmm. Humane Society of the United States, Spay USA, International Cat Association, WebMD, which is interesting, and Fix Nation. And I just think this is absolutely phenomenal. Can you share a little bit with me about what what you're looking forward to with regards to uh, fixing felines by five? And how did you get all of these organizations <laughs> to sign up with you? Well, it was almost a miracle, you know, because it's been so many years that this wasn't happening, hadn't happened, and we, we didn't know if it even could happen. Uh, and I give a lot of credit. I thank Joan Miller because Joan Miller, former president of the Cat Fanchers Association, invited some of her colleagues, some of the people that she had worked with for many years. But there was a conference in Orlando, Florida in January of 2016, the North American Vet Conference was meeting. And we thought, well, that's a perfect place to pull together people that will be there and and the people that you mentioned, AVMA, AHA, AFP, they were all in Orlando anyhow for this NAVC conference. But they were in addition to that, the chief medical person for research for Banfield Hospital was there. I'm just looking down the list here. Uh, Vet Corps was there. Just all kinds of people that Joan Miller knew. And Joan Miller invited them to come and they said yes. So around that table, there were some, what would you call that, heavy hitters? Yeah. People who were very experienced, you know, very well connected. And what happened that day, we had uh, Steve Dale there as a moderator. And, you know, we had the, the whiteboard and all. And basically, it came down to this. If you just take a minute to say what these recommendations were. Uh, the first one was that recommendations for the optimum age to sterilize cats may differ from the age to sterilize dogs. So right away, they split that off from dogs. They're different species, different uh, recommendations. Then they said that there were current scientific evidence that documents decreased risk for mammary carcinoma, uh, reproductive emergencies, and so forth, unintended pregnancies, behavioral problems. So they agreed that that was an issue. uh, The third point was that current evidence does not support an increased risk of cats for complications or long-term adverse health effects with pediatric spay. Then the fourth one was that more research is needed for this. And number five was that there is potential to increase the number of sterilized cats and reduce the unplanned, unwanted litters of kittens if veterinarians routinely schedule this surgery for client-owned cats at the end of the kitten vaccination series. And that's huge for the veterinarians. 
if that becomes the standard practice that they fix them at the end of the kitten shots, that will just take away that lag where people just kind of forget about it and the cat goes into heat and the cat has a litter. So we were very excited that they came together, all of them. First of all, they all agreed personally at the meeting. They all raised their hands and said, yes, we feel that's true, each one of those points. But then it took another 18 months because they had to then go back to their organization. Uh, the board of the organization had to endorse this policy. And that it was kind of agonizing. It took a long time. But in the end, as of July 5th of 2017, uh, the AVMA endorsed it. The board endorsed it. So we have a pretty wonderful across-the-board consensus now from the veterinary community about that this is the best time to fix cats, not six months, not a year, by five months. So that was a huge turning point. July 5th, when AVMA signed on, that was pretty much everybody around the table had signed on. Popcats, the celebration of cats meet pop culture, will make its electrifying debut in Miami Saturday, October 28th, 2017, at the Miami Airport Convention Center. The curated show will feature a ridiculously adorable cat lounge, visual artists, inspiring speakers, art installations, and the makers of the most innovative products of the cat universe. PopCat's core mission is to raise awareness about cat welfare efforts by crafting an experience that mixes entertainment with advocacy. A portion of proceeds will benefit the Cat Network, a cat-centric not-for-profit organization with over 20 years of service in South Florida. The convention will welcome an invasion of cat lovers, curious spectators, and pop culture fans to a scene flooded with music and immersive art installations specifically designed to ignite shareable memories. The exhibition floor will also grant visitors the unique opportunity to meet national and international talent that have grasped the fascination of the internet community. Highlights amongst the speakers are fervent rescuer Tumblr's meme librarian Amanda Brennan, Lorenzo the Cat photographer Joanne Biondi, and Shark Tank presenter and Apollo's Peak Pet Beverages founder, Brandon Zavala. A giant bubble cat lounge will also be a can't-miss feature at PopCats, where attendees will be able to interact freely with an irresistible herd of adoptable cats brought by the Cat Network. For more information and tickets, please go to www.popcatsshow.com. The Community Cats podcast will soon be a year old with over 200 episodes profiling amazing people who are all making a difference in the lives of community cats. If you would like to support the show but not be a sponsor, feel free to contribute to our efforts by going to www.communitycatspodcast.com and follow the donate link. Help us to continue to provide excellent programming. That's fantastic. It's uh, it's wonderful news. So so yes, now you had is. that that meeting with the heavy hitters and you finally got a lot of organizations <laughs> on the board. Now, how does that information get conveyed out to their their memberships? Is it something that we as individuals need to kind of take to our own veterinarians and say, yeah. hey, AVMA supports this? Can you offer <laughs> yeah. this service at your practice? Or is it yeah. the AVMA will be reaching out and saying, hey, you should change your practice, you know, protocols to incorporate this? Well, I feel hopeful that the AVMA will be working with us. I got a very wonderful letter from someone at the AVMA who said that, yes, they, they would work with us. Of course, we don't know yet exactly how that's going to spin out, you know, what they will be able to do. So we figure it's better from both ends. The people who who have cats and, and have veterinarians, there is material for them on the website, which is www.com 
Feline Fix by Five, all one word, dot org. That's www.felinefixedbyfive.org. And on that website, which Lisa Marie Kuta created for us, there is a place where the veterinarians can click and they can sign up their practice to say, we offer this service. So what I would encourage your listeners to do is to go to the website, click on you know the different links there, and read up on why it's important, and then go to the vet and to their vets and and tell them that this would really be very helpful if they would get on that list, you know, sign up on that list on the website. It's actually free marketing for their practice. It's very easy to do, and and what Lisa's done is organize it by state. So when they sign up. It goes on to the website, and then people can click on that website and see who's practicing this in their state. So your listeners are all over the country, I'm sure. So if they follow up with this and uh, talk with their vets, that's going to be a huge step forward. Yeah, we'll make sure that this uh, link is obviously it's in the show notes, and we'll we'll get the spread around. And that's actually that's that's wonderful that you have this online access. I was thinking, in my old school mind, I guess I'm still sort of <laughs> that old school of like brochure and posters. Oh, I know. Sort of thing. And <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, having it on the on the internet and the website is is fantastic. I think this looks really great, and yes. we should all send this to all the veterinarians that we know. Absolutely. That would be huge. In addition to that, we have a small team now that's going forward. Uh, we have a person named Jodell Raymond who's going to direct this campaign. I figured that we need to have all the help we can get on this, and she is terrific. We have a social media person, BJ Bangs, who has her own blog and, and is very good at social media. So BJ is going to work on the social media angle, and we have a couple of people that will do radio shows and stuff as as requested. So we have a small team that will work with us to spread the word further. So we have the veterinarians themselves, AVMA, we hope, and, and uh, your listeners, but then also a team that's going to try to do whatever they can to spread the word over the next 12 months. Kind of a focus now, do you have any uh, specific metrics, some specific goals in order to celebrate your successes? Are you looking to sign up? you know, X number of veterinarians in a certain period of time, or, you know, how are you going to be able to measure your success with this program? You know, it's going to be very tough to do that now because I think the numbers of of animals entering shelters is a little cloudy, a little fuzzy. And so measuring it that way is going to be hard. I I just think over time, what we will do is uh, do surveys to see what kind of percentages of people know when to fix their cats. And, And among the veterinarians do, you know, when do they recommend fixing the cats? And that's mm-hmm. going to be our best bet. Of course, obviously, the number of kittens entering shelters, if that goes down, and, you know, if even 50% of the people do this, the numbers will go down to right. something manageable. And, I mean, you'll see it in the community cats, too. I always feel bad that the, the um, caregivers have so many animals to take care of. If that number were cut in half, it would be so much easier and take so much less money to, to yep. take care of the colonies. So all around, in the shelters, in the community cats, in private homes, it's going to make a difference, I think. But it's going to take a couple of years. We're not going to see anything in the first year, I don't think. It's going to take a little bit of time to sink in and to have a lot of vets signing up. We'll just watch that page, you know, where people can see where's your nearest vet and watch those numbers grow. That's going to be another metric that we'll have. Right, right. No, I think the the growth in the veterinary numbers is excellent and testimonials 
from the veterinarians to to get sort of the tribal knowledge of what they're seeing happening in their communities would probably be very beneficial, too. Oh, yes, it's true. Mm -hmm. And again, that's what BJ and some of these other people on their little team for promoting the concept will be promoting and watching for. Yeah. So, Esther, you had mentioned in our little pre-show chat about some other items that you might want to talk about. We we touched a little bit about action items, but I just wanted to make sure we had that list covered of sort of what are the action items coming up ahead with regards to the Feline Fix by Five campaign. Well, I think there's two things that I have in mind. One is the sort of two things related. Talk with your vet and sign them up. That's uh Easier said than done in some way. Just getting time with a vet can be tough, and then translating that into a sign-up can also be tough, even though it just takes a couple of minutes. But I think if people go into their vets and show them the information and uh, be there while they sign up, even an office manager might sign the practice up. So that's one thing is to sign up as many practices as we can so that every state has options. But the other thing is we've designated February as feline fixed by five months officially. So... The other thing that we can do is if people uh, want to do something celebratory with this, it would be to have some sort of celebration in their town or city for Feline Fix by Five and have some kind of celebration. As as the summer and fall go on, we will come up with ideas what they can do, maybe a list on the website of things you can do to celebrate Feline Fix by Five months. That would be the other thing that we would recommend. So speak with your vet and uh, come up with some ideas about how to celebrate six by feline fixed by five months. And I would certainly also add that organizations should offer, if they have a resource section or even if they have like a blog or they send information out to their supporters that they should include yes. the uh, feline65.org yes. website and, yes. you know, maybe even include some some graphics, put it out on their Facebook page yes, just would be to help encourage their own networks to spread as virally as possible. So, I love you know, the, you yes. have a very cute graphic on your, on your website. And I think if that graphic can get spread around, then yes. um, that would be very helpful to just get that you know, everybody has to see things at least seven times probably now that we're so distracted in our society. It's probably mm-hmm. more before we remember things. So yes. the more that it can get out and about, it's highly recommended. And that's super easy to do. I mean, we all have Facebook pages and we all have websites. And so those are, that's, those are easy things that we can do to help spread the word. And then, yes. you know, folks can take the initiative to contacting their own personal veterinarians. Right. So I just mentioned uh, feline65.org as as the website that people should go to to find out more about this campaign. Is there any other contact information that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Uh, no, we, we're pretty much trying to channel everything through that so that the, the team that's working on promotion can just use that as the source. There is additional information on Marion's Dream website. Uh, that's www.mariansdream.org. We have a lot of material on that site as well, but the, the main site is going to be felinefixedby5.org, as you said. That's great. And Esther, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, just that this, uh, I think that this is sort of a turning point 
in feline welfare. Uh, our work is all about the prevention of suffering, and the best way to do that is to prevent the unwanted litter. So here's a way to do it. It's kind of a key, I think, and uh, it's out there now, ready for everybody to use, and we just encourage people to celebrate this and, and thank the vets who are doing this and tell each other and, and spread the word. That's great. That's excellent. Yeah. One thing that I try to do when I'm working with other organizations and their social media and their outreach as I try and have in our social media schedule different kinds of topics during mm-hmm. each day of the week. So I'll have Thursdays oh. will be an adoption story. Tuesdays uh-huh. will be a volunteer request story. Wednesdays is usually can be my education day. So when I look at something like this, <laughs> I think of this as a great either education or a volunteer opportunity story. So you know, when yeah. you're thinking about your content and, and getting it out there, I really think that this should uh, get out into a communications queue. We become community resources now. I think we are much more oriented towards community resources, collaborating, partnering, being mm-hmm. the source of information in our community. And I think Feline Fix by Five, national campaign, very easy to participate on a local level. And I just really would encourage everybody to just take that step, reach out to your local veterinarian and and get the word out and encourage uh, your supporters to reach out to their veterinarians, to all the networks that you're part of, and get everybody to sign up for the Fix by Five campaign. Esther, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on my show, and I hope that you'll be on in the future. Well, thank you very much, Stacey, and we thank you for all you're doing to raise awareness, and uh, you're doing so much to end the suffering out there, it's, and I know that's been true for a long time now, so <laughs> I thank you for all you have done and are doing for for the cats. It's terrific. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats Podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 